gambling. Over 4.2 billion people do it at least once a year and over a quarter of the world's population do it more regularly. Whether it be a few quid on the Grand National or an accumulator for Saturday afternoon's footy action, in the UK we simply love a bet. Just under half of the country engaged in some form of gambling last month and about £14.5 billion was staked between October 2017 and September 2018. On this series of podcasts, I'm going to dip a toe into the microcosm that is sports betting, as I hope to gain an insight onto this complex, treacherous and exhilarating little world. on what you can bet on, things such as goal time shots and cards in football for example, has seen the rise of the savvy punter. Mark O'Hare runs a sports betting tipping service and website called We Love Betting. This not only educates people on how to be a profitable punter, but how to enjoy yourself while you have a bet as well. How are you doing Mark? Yeah good thanks James, how are you doing? Oh good, oh good. Um, so just uh, just to start us off with, just to get a, just to get a, a bit of perspective, so can you just uh, tell us about your, personally, your first bet? How did you get into gambling? Oh, God, that will go back uh, back some time now. Um, I think, like most people, really, um, it was probably on the horse racing and the Grand National um, when I was probably a little bit too young to, to really get into the bookies myself. But, um, uh, yeah, that, that would be it. But really, I guess, the older I grew up, I was going home and away to support Queen's Park Rangers with my brother, who... Um, my brother's 18 years older than me, um, so I did a lot of things which you would normally do with your dad, with my brother, um, and he's quite into his horse racing as well. So um, I guess most Saturdays um, he'd go into the bookies before the game to have a few bets on, on the racing, and um, I ended up just studying the, the coupons, really, the football coupons, and was kind of fascinated by it all. Um, I eventually kind of just started having a crack at the four draws or the 10 home wins every Saturday, and never got anywhere really but it was a bit of interest to, to kind of keep, keep, get me started and and then after I kind of did a bit more study and uh, I guess took it a little bit more seriously than, than where I was back then when you're kind of just uh, just having a bit of fun with it with a couple of quid on a Saturday afternoon yeah quality and and everyone everyone who I asked or they, they, they remember they, they talk about that not necessarily the first winner but the, the the first winner they remember the big winner or the, the so do you do you remember that the bet uh, a bet that uh, that one that really that really got you going? Um, not really to be honest. I mean that first ever bet I did have, which was on the Grand National, um, which my mum would have put the put the bet on for me, um, was Mini Homer in the Grand National. Um, Richard Dunwoody rode him and uh, it won. Um, so kind of beginner's <laughs> luck and all that. And um, I guess that's the most memorable early one I remember. But, um, yeah, my dad and my mum used to take us to the family, to, to the Greyhounds, um, every now and again as well, which was always good fun. And uh, you kind of go up and, uh, you know, there's obviously what, 10, 12 races sometimes, so plenty of opportunity to get some winners. But in terms of football, uh, no, I've always kind of been a slow and steady kind of guy in terms of what I bet on and, and how I try and sort of accumulate winnings. So there's only been a kind of few real standout bets, but early doors, I'd yeah, be struggling to remember which one really stood out, to be honest. Yeah, and and you you just mentioned it then, um, sort of slow and steady process. You uh, you've you've done it for a long time, but um, uh, has has it has betting sports betting ever ever had a hold on you in the sense that um, have you ever bet more than you can afford to lose, or 
or sort of sleepless nights or something something like that uh no thankfully um yeah. i've managed to to keep that in check which is um obviously the most important part of sports betting to to know your limits and, and know when to when to stop and and when too much is too much and um yeah i've always been reasonably careful with my money in that regard um you know i'm more likely to go out on a saturday night with friends and, and spend far too much money than we actually have a, have a bet really so yeah. um yeah I've, I've been very careful in that regard and thankfully i've avoided that sort of incident that the only sleepless nights you get these days are when you do appear on on certain podcasts or or, or write content and sort of tip up certain things that's when the sleepless nights come in because other people are relying on your information for, for results as well so um you know it's, it's painful when you lose your own money but it's pain even more painful when other people are losing on the back of that too so really does kind of focus the mind and, and kind of drive you to be as attentive as you possibly can be to find the, the best value bet. Yeah, quality, yeah, yeah, agree with that. Um, so uh, can, can you uh, just sort of uh, explain um, what is it, what is We Love Betting and, and what, what you guys what you guys do? Yeah, um, I'll try and keep it succinct because it's quite a long journey really, which started well over, well not well over, but probably around 10 years ago now. Um, basically a couple of friends and work colleagues um we were in the pub and we decided to, to basically film ourselves kind of putting together our, our best bet or best bets of the weekend um we'd upload it to, to youtube uh, and then promote it via social media and, and that's where we love betting originated really it was just in the pub with with camera phones really and um i guess we felt at the time the industry was was kind of a, a cloak and daggers scene in terms of what the tipsters did they all went by aliases and bookmakers never showed any sort of personality and we felt there was a, a room in the market for something a bit different um people just just a, a bit more of a relaxed informal kind of type of content where not just kind of we showed who we are and what we do but more explained our selections so um that wasn't happening back then you know 10 years ago a tipster would give you team a to win or over two and a half goals or both teams to score with no explanation behind it and we felt as readers, as viewers, we, we deserved a bit more than that. So that's where it all kind of started. That was the, the idea. That was the, co the concept to deconstruct our, our bets, explain to people why we felt these bets were, were value bets. And um, it kind of went from there. We got a decent sort of loyal audience there. And, and from then, um, I was ended up made redundant. And I guess I ploughed all my uh, available time into what we built as, as a website. And that's what you see today, really. Um, and I guess the, the principles remain the same. So um, I'll always say to people who want to contribute, as long as you can add some sort of insight, education, or even entertainment, if we can tick one of those boxes, you're doing your job really, because we've had quite a few people um, move on to bigger and better things who have ticked all those boxes and, and done very well because they're good writers, but also they, they understand the industry and understand what's required to find an edge in the market, which is the most important thing, because anyone can kind of come on and say, uh, team X has, has lost five of their last six games and Team Y has, has won five of their last six. So clearly Team Y should win. And it's like, well, that's not good enough, really. We we need to dig a bit deeper, and whether that's tactically or, or data or, you know, uh, kind of a system in place to, to find an edge in the market, whatever it might be. Um, you've got to do something a, a little bit more than that. And I think nowadays we're in 2021, people and readers and viewers demand that bit more insight, a bit more education um, to, to what they're, of uh, digesting, I guess, and yeah, winners are always the number one priority. But the, the reality is, winning 
betting is, is difficult. It's very, very difficult, especially over the long term. You know, if you look at people at the top end of the game, if you look at their win percentage, it, it's you know very rarely over sort of 53, 54%. So uh, it gives you a kind of a, a realistic kind of expectation of what to get out of the industry. But if we can show people potentially how to, to get or improve themselves as punters as well as potentially win some bets from our advice, then, then that's obviously the, the key. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I had no, I had no idea it started in the pub. That's where all best ideas come from, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and well, uh, I, that was where I was going to sort of go. Not uh, go on to next. You talked, to, you you touched on it then. You sort of said about the cloak and dagger uh, industry. And um, my my granddad, he hates gambling. My dad's uh, there's sort of a they like through the generations. There's a, there was a, it's always a, it was always was a taboo. Uh, my dad sort of is always telling me there's only one winner, and it's a mugs game. But uh, I think it come, it, well, uh, people like you and the work you do, we love betting. It you sort of begin to you can educate people and sort of sort of slowly begin to uh, eradicate this these sort of um, the sort of uh, the the negative connotations with the industry. Yeah, um, because I mean gambling does have a, a very bad reputation. Um, and I kind of understand it, but there's there's a couple of elements to, to gambling and betting in particular. I always try to call it betting because I think gambling is, is, is gambling. It's kind of just almost guessing where I think betting is essentially the same thing, but I think you're coming at it with a bit more of an informed approach. And that's what I love about the industry. That's what I love about what I do is, is spending the time to research and try and kind of pinpoint an area where you think there's a weakness in the market and, and kind of, putting your your case together for it and um but there's also another side to things which in terms of having a bet and, and that's the entertainment side of it which i think often gets forgotten about but there's a lot of people out there who rather than go to the cinema or, or go bowling on a monday night want to watch monday night football and that might be let's say everton against burnley a game that you've got absolutely no interest in as a in terms of the supporter and nothing riding on it you might support a team in, in a different division for example but you want to watch the football and you want to make it a bit more fun. And there's absolutely no problem with sticking a tenner on a, a big-priced first goal scorer, a player to be carded, whatever it might be, um, to cheer on, just to have a bit of entertainment in that game. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Um, you know, people like to spend their disposable income in different ways, and some people might go out you know, rock climbing. Some people might go to the cinema. But for me, if I'm watching football, I, I do like to have a little... A little interest in it rather than just kind of seeing who's actually going to win and it does create a lot of entertainment excitement and you know, if, as long as you're betting within your means and as long as that 10 pound um which where i live would barely buy you two pints uh, in the pub you know it's not it's not the biggest um loss is it if you, if you kind of lose a tenner on a monday night just back in a big price first goal scorer but the joy of when it goes in is is absolutely incredible like it's, it's fantastic and it's a massive buzz so um, yeah, there's a couple of elements to it, but obviously I think people look to the, the negative connotations of gambling and understand that's a, a big hazard and, and something that everyone's keen to, to really try and avoid and, and educate people from. But uh, I do think the entertainment perspective is often quite forgotten about. Now time for the sports news and weather. First up, England head to Rome tomorrow to face Ukraine as they hope to put their place in the semi-finals of Euro 2020. Gareth Southgate's men beat Germany in the last 16 on Tuesday by two goals to nil. And whilst it got the nation dreaming, England's supremo is not letting his players get carried away. 
England fans have been left bemused, however, by the appointment of an all-German officiating team for this fixture, led by Dr Felix Birch. However, Bert's integrity cannot be questioned. He is a qualified doctor of law and ranked as a UEFA elite category referee. That being said, if you do fancy foul play to be afoot, Phil Foden, Harry Maguire, Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice are all one card away from missing the next game. Therefore, it might be worth checking out their prices in the card markets. Elsewhere, Hamilton Park Racecourse meeting was abandoned after two men fell from a cherry picker. Robbie Cockgrave and Kit Campbell were seriously injured after falling 30 feet while working for Racetech. The accident occurred 200 yards from the finishing post during a rehearsal before live coverage at Lancashire Course on Wednesday. As for the weather, it will be around 20 degrees across the UK with plenty of cloud cover in South Yorkshire. This will mean the ground for today's racing at Doncaster will be good to firm. In Roma... For England's game against Ukraine, it is expected to be 26 degrees in this in the evening. This will likely slow the tempo of the game down, so expect to see lots of passes, particularly for the likes of John Stones and Harry Maguire, and not many goals. Right, before we wrap the podcast up, I'm just going to take you through a couple of betting selections for this weekend's Euro 2020 quarter-final action. Try and explain to you how you can make a bit of money or found some value in relative relatively high liquidity markets on sports gambling sites so the first up for spain versus switzerland i fancy both teams to score at a touch under even money that's 1.90 in decimals with william hill uh, so in the last round the swiss beat world champions france by a penalty shootout however i don't think you can underestimate the physical and emotional toll that fixture had on the Swiss, not least to mention the fact that they have already travelled 13,000 miles in this summer tournament. It's also worth noting that despite going 3-1 up against Croatia in the last round, Spain needed extra time to put their game to bed. The way they capitulated drew attention to their fragility at centre-back, as and this is best illustrated the, by the fact that 42% of the chances they have conceded have been big, big chances, and by definition, a big chance is a chance where the player is expected to score more than they are expected to miss. So, while the Spanish defence is questionable, their offensive ability is indisputable, as they've scored ten goals in the last ten, uh, ten goals in the last two games. Therefore, at a touch under evens, I think both teams to score is a nice way in here. Another angle I like for this weekend's action is in the Czech Republic's game against Denmark. Price-wise, the Danes are the favourites here at around 11-10. to 10. This gives them a 48% chance of victory according to the implied probability of that price. However, they have actually won 99% of the games when priced accordingly. Therefore, you could make a case that the price is simply too big. The Czechs, on the other hand, are priced at 14-5. to 5 giving them an implied probability of victory of 26%. However, they have only won 7% of their games when priced accordingly. Therefore, you can't argue with the maths. The, Dem- the, the Danes are simply too long here. So I'll also be tipping them up to win at 11-10. to 10. Right, that's it. Hope you enjoyed listening. And see you soon.